Welcome back to Everyday Ricochet. I'm Mike. And I'm Bobby. Hey guys, Mike and I have discovered that we suffer from a very serious condition called procrastination. <laughs> That's right. We sure do. It, it worked for me when I was in school and I had a project due. I could handle the pressure and I would, I would do an excellent job on that project. The older I get, the less I can handle it. I'm freaking out seven days before Christmas. Yeah, the big day is arriving and we're not even finished yet. I'm still making gifts at this moment, right now. So guys, we're going to talk about procrastination and hey, we applaud. And salute. All of these folks that are finished buying for Christmas, um, decorations, cookies. I don't know how you do it. I mean, we've had our Christmas tree for three weeks sitting up there and we just now finished putting ornaments on it. And we have no excuse. No. Well, I didn't really like the tree and it didn't really like me. But anyhow. We didn't have any excuse. And and now here we are um, down to the wire. Yeah. And we still have Christmas to finish up on. Have no fear, though. Friday, we have planned to go out Friday and finish up what we need to finish up on. Gift buying getting some other wrapping paper and different things but we are going to see the finish line yes and thank goodness it's not like last year last year two days before christmas mike and i were assembling from scratch a dollhouse for one of our granddaughters that was scary (laughs) but so much fun we had a big table set up in the living room and there was wood pieces and shingles everywhere and we had, we had started earlier, but it just didn't get to where it was going. And so we were using the hot glue guns and putting the shingles on the roof. And I can't tell you how many times I got burned. I think we put um, at least over a thousand shingles. Oh, I'm sure. One by one, <laughs> we glued. It was so much fun. It was fun. She didn't like it, but it was fun. <laughs> and we got down and we finished it and we took selfie pictures with it. And yeah. here's the thing. There was a point, right? I don't know when, maybe it was Christmas Eve in the afternoon. <laughs> and I thought there is no way we are going to get this dollhouse finished yeah. for Reese Cup. We did. We got it finished and I had made the furniture myself. Um, out of balsa wood and basswood, and <laughs> or basswood. I'm not sure how. Yeah, it's, it's basswood. <laughs> then it should be spelled V-A-S-S. Anyways, <laughs> um, I made all the furniture out of that wood and cushions and material. And that night, when they saw the dollhouse, the three that we call them the Littles, Carter, Reese, and Hayden. When they saw the dollhouse, they went crazy and they started playing with it. And I promise you, every piece of furniture was broken within an hour. Well, I have to explain why. <laughs> Hayden, I call her Haybug, she loves the TV show Fixer Upper. Yes, she does. And that little girl was taking that furniture in and out of the windows and moving <laughs> it around like Fixer Upper. And she... Every time she'd pull a piece of furniture out, it was made out of basswood, and it would break. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I even think I heard her yell one time, Chip, 
No, I didn't. And and Reese is a little bit rough. She could kill you by loving on you. Yes. And and they just and it was one of these dollhouses that you see up in the top part of Hobby Lobby where you can't touch them, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't the right kind for a four, well, three year old. Right. Um, so we learned our lesson, and Mike and I are keeping the heirloom dollhouses to ourselves <laughs> until they get older maybe <laughs> but, but guys we are we are close here and i don't know what we're going to do we're going to get it done i know that but why are we waiting so long why do we choose to wait so long who else out there waits all the way up until christmas to buy gifts or to finish off. And I know some of those things are due to money. Yeah, money situations and I get that. I really mm-hmm. do. We've we've all been there. We've we've all gone through that. It's tough, especially as a parent or a grandparent, because you want to give your kids everything that they ask for. Mm-hmm. And especially like us when you have more than one child, that becomes a very hard uphill climb. You all have to understand that no matter what you do, no matter how much you can give, how much you spend, at the end of the day, whatever you do is going to be just fine. Yes, it's going to be enough. Just take a deep breath and say it's going to be okay. I know that our grandchildren, we go overboard. And we've mentioned in a previous podcast that our daughters are taking over the hosting of Christmas And they've asked us to only get them one or two gifts that are meaningful. And so this year, we really have to put a lot of thought into what we're getting them. So we've gone shopping several times, and we're getting ideas. And I don't don't know how people do it when they are finished in July with all their Christmas shopping. And I know there's people out there that are doing that. I just think... How in the world can you buy for a young child who changes their minds 50 times in a week, much less six months time? You know, I think the problem is, is me. I think that I'm so indecisive and I change my mind. I jump from one thing to another so often that maybe it's, it's in my mind that, you know, I think that they're going to want something different. So if I buy something early, then what am I going to do with it? And I have to go back at the last minute and get what they want anyway. And they do change your mind at times. They may be talking about this in January, and then in July they want something else. And then yeah, November they want something else. But if you ask them, they'll want all those yeah, things. Yeah, they want it all. Right. And, you know, something else. I don't know how many people out there do this, but I would love to have an entire Christmas that is homemade. And it wouldn't matter if it was just a piece of paper that somebody drew a picture on and gave it to me. But, you know, I love making homemade gifts, and I try to do it every year. Those are the most special types of gifts, I think. But I do think that a lot of people do not... They don't understand the value in a homemade gift. Or the work that it's taken to do that. In today's society, a homemade gift is something that I think people tend to look for more gadgets or electronics. And so when they open up the box, they 
they're excited about it. But, but they, it's like, oh, oh, mom made me something again. <laughs> yeah, but they don't realize they don't realize the time or the effort. But I do feel just like I do and just like you do and probably a million other people do in 10 years or 15 years when they go through their drawer or they go through their closet and they see that whatever it be a crocheted blanket Mm -hmm. or a something that you stitched or painted they that will mean the world to them um just like the other day we were facetiming our daughter and i didn't notice it but they were using the wedding blanket that you quilted for them right and that's been seven years now Mm -hmm. and so I don't think you got the recognition at that time for that gift. And they, and I'm sure they loved it. I know they loved it. But you seeing them use it two weeks ago or whatever right. really made you feel good. Right. And I didn't want, you know, recognition Mm-mm. when I made it. Um, I just think that other people that may have seen the blanket thought, oh, that she's the mother of the bride and that's all she did is give them a blanket. And they may not have realized that, you know, I took every piece of material and cut out the four-inch squares and sewed it all together. And, you know, how much went through making that. Right. And that's why I think I would like to have a family homemade Christmas. Because when someone else is making a gift, then maybe they'll appreciate the ones that you've made for them. Well, and I also heard, I don't know where I heard this, maybe it was a podcast, where somebody actually had a Christmas where they wrote letters to one another. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was really neat. Now, You know what? Something else that just popped into my head is if people would write a little bit of a letter throughout the entire year and then give you the entire letter at Christmas time. I remember they used to do something like that. Maybe not to that extent, but I think that every year a family member would write about the goings-on. Oh, yeah. They used to do Christmas letters. Some people still do it, but they end up being Christmas emails, I think. Right. But, yeah, I think that that is very important. I know that when I go to my mom's house, she has pillowcases that my great-grandmother embroidered, mm-hmm. hand-embroidered. And every time I see those, I mean, I just run my fingers over the stitches, and it's like it just takes me back to sitting in her house next to her while she's doing her chores or whatever. And that's what I meant earlier when I said it may not be humongous right at that time. Right. But as I know, for me, when we go to antique stores or something like that and I see those old quilts, I love them. Mm -hmm. I want to buy those because I know how much time and how much work we're put into those. Mm -hmm. And they do mean the world to people and so i think um going back and looking at the stuff that you've made over the years because you're you've always made somebody's hand something by hand for christmas and i always try to you know make something that i haven't made before and i always try to mix it up where if it's a craft that i'm doing at the time that i don't do that craft for their gift right i try to surprise them because i know that they see gets, you through the yeah, year. Uh, through when it the gets year. to be about October, and when I'm doing whatever craft it is that I've chosen for the year, 
they look at that and they're probably thinking, oh, great. I know what I'm getting this year for Christmas. <laughs> and I think it's important to explain how that really started. Of course, you are very, you're an artist, you're crafty, but it started because uh, several years ago, we didn't have the money to go out and buy, let alone our kids Christmas. I mean, we could get them Christmas, but mm-hmm. we didn't have abundance and we sure didn't have enough to go about the family. Right. So you decided to make, I don't know what it was that you made that year, but you made something for every every family member and you saved Christmas for us. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because if you ask my mom, what Christmas does she remember not for being the best, but for perhaps, you know, feeling like she didn't do the greatest job as a mom when I was little. And if you ask me what was my favorite Christmas from when I was a little girl, you would get the same answer. Hmm. Because there was one Christmas that she made me a rag doll, just like they used to do it a long time ago. And she painted the face on and she made the clothes for it. She had, um, you know, yarn hair for it, and it was beautiful. It was my favorite doll, and to me, that was my favorite Christmas. But in her eyes, that was not a good Christmas. That was a failure to her. Because? Because she couldn't afford to buy me the Barbie doll that I wanted, that every other little girl in the classroom got. But it didn't, it, it meant more to me because nobody else had that doll. That was my doll. And it's a memory that you carry on. Mm-hmm. If you'll notice, I get stressed about a lot of things in life. I yep. stress myself <laughs> out every single day over work and over health things and the grandkids yep. and your health. And But the one thing that I really don't get too worked up about is Christmas. Mm-hmm. You Do you realize that? Yeah, I'm the one that gets worked up you at, do. over Christmas. And I'm like, listen, we can... We do what we can do, and it's good enough. Yeah, because I'm always always rushing around. No matter how much in advance I've tried to do everything, it's always something I remember at the last minute. There's always somebody that is going to be there, and I didn't realize they were going to be there, so I didn't make a gift for them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, no, now what am I going to do? So I feel like I'm always trying to rush around. And when I do make things for people... Even though it takes me time and and energy and thought, when I'm done with it, I look at it and I think, are they going to realize that? And my answer is always no. So I feel like I have to make more. And I always tell you that they will appreciate what you do no matter how big it looks or how small it is. And they will see the value in it. Eventually. Well, they will. Yeah. So... I wonder how many people out there that are listening struggle with this each and every year. They struggle with trying to buy for everyone, trying to make sure they match the gift up with everyone to a T. Do you remember when the girls were little, how important it was to me that they each got the same thing? Not not necessarily the same item, but the same dollar amount and everything was matched up so that one didn't get upset over the other one (laughs) but they never did they never paid attention to what the other one got really they didn't and 
that that's how we we as people can go out of our skulls worrying about yeah how to please someone else i know i don't really feel this way but i like to say it a lot (laughs) i don't care what other people think about me i really do (laughs) yeah but when i go out and buy something yeah there's times when i've went out and purchased something for jimmy or our son-in-laws i thought oh maybe they won't like this or does it look too cheap or what have you yeah at the end of the day they're happy with what they've got right and I'm happy that they've enjoyed that gift. And listen, we are never going to be able to make everyone happy. Right. We just have to understand that we do what we can do. And our listeners need to understand you can only do what you can do. And right. that is enough. And I think that if you have the Christmas spirit behind whatever gift or thought that you may give someone during the Christmas season, I think that that, that is what's important. I talked to my mom today who lives in Tennessee who really has very small income. Mm-hmm. And she's she starts in June and July calling me and almost setting me up like, hey, Mikey, I'm not going to be able to get the grandkids anything this year. Right. And I say the same thing every year. Please do not worry about it. Right. They have more than what they need. And, you know, to her, though, that's a big letdown. And I always always tell her please do not buy anything for you or i and then what does she do it's december and she just called me and she's like well i couldn't buy you all nothing but i'm making you cookies yeah and she's sending us clock skis yeah and we'll get those in a couple of days and we'll eat them up i will eat them up in about a day but you know i want to mention something about your mom this year when you asked her what she wanted Usually she says, oh, Mikey, I don't want anything. I'm fine. She actually told you that she wanted something. Right. And it seems like the last year she has been content and she's been happy. And she hasn't been worrying so much about all of her kids and what they're doing and if they're happy. And if she can do anything to make them happier. Mm -hmm. I think that since she has... um, her boyfriend James now I think that she is happy she's content she is and she's settled down a lot where she was always kind of anxious and nervous you Mm -hmm. know she she's lost all that and it just seems like she's she's just content and it's so good to hear that right I'm just happy that we're able to do what we can for her she'll be happy this message though today we're not going to spend a very long time on this podcast we just want to reach out to everyone and wish them a merry christmas we want you to understand that please don't stress yourself out about christmas that's right take a minute and breathe drink a cup of coffee you know read a book a few chapters or a whole book whatever makes you feel better and make sure that on christmas eve you turn on a christmas story no it's on for 24 (laughs) hours But don't be like us and have it on every television for the entire 24 hours. It's a little excessive. It's a holiday tradition. It's Mike's favorite movie. Make sure you turn that on. Put some cookies and milk out for Santa. That's right. You know, at the end of the day, your presence is more important than the gifts under the tree. And that's presence. P-R-E. 
P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, not P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. Your presence is the most important thing. So enjoy your Christmas, relax, and have a wonderful time. We want to thank you all for listening to our podcast and for being a part of our family each and every week. Please take a moment and give us a review, like, and share our podcast. You can hear those at iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, or wherever you download your favorite podcast. Be sure to go to our website at www.everydayricochet.com. Check out Bobby's blogs. We also have t-shirts on our website that we are selling. And for every one that's sold, we are donating $5 to St. Jude's Hospital. Thank you all again for joining us. And remember, today is a good day for a great day. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas.